3: Welcome to the Old Time Radio Westerns. I'm your host, Andrew Rines, and let's get into this episode. This episode is going to be Hopalong Cassidy Original Edits, February 26, 1950. Title of this episode, The Voice of the Dead. Hope you enjoy, and again, thanks for listening. Lucky Land
0: Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten Lucky? Lucky? That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
4: California Carlson doesn't often get letters, particularly since he withdrew his application from the Matrimonial Bureau. So the legal-looking envelope that came to the Bar 20 address to him was something to get excited about, even before he looked at its exciting content.
2: Dear Mr. Carlson, I regret to inform you that your cousin, Mr. Thomas Baxter, has passed on. Your presence is required at the Boxo Ranch in the above county, two weeks from date for the reading of the will. The other beneficiaries have been notified. I'm looking forward to serving you in any way possible. Very truly yours, David J. Potter, attorney at law, executor. (laughs)
4: two weeks seems more like two years to California until the night finally arrived when he and Hoppy rode up to the gate of the box hole. Hoppy wasn't quite as enthusiastic.
1: I just made a weighty decision, California. Yeah, what's that? Army? I must love you like a brother. I don't believe there's another man in the county I'd be out with, riding around in the middle of the night in this kind of weather. Well, here's the gate. What's that sign read? Hmm, O Ranch. Visitors welcome. Tom Baxter, owner. Good old Tom. Real hospitable fellow right here. like to folks dropped in and friendly-like. Hold it. Someone's shooting at us from the ridge up there. Get down. I'm down already. Flat in my face. There he is. He's going back over the ridge. He's out of range for a six-gun. Let me get my Winchester. sir. Oh, youth, now he's gone. Well, I'll be... Yeah, so will I. Visitor's welcome, huh? Good old cousin Tom. Yeah, you know, Hoppy, maybe you're right about that will. The old bar 20 looks better all the time. Now, why don't we... No. What use I got for money? Oh, come on, let's mosey back home and forget it, huh? Five minutes ago, I'd take me up on a California. But right now, you couldn't keep me away from the so with a team of wild horses. Listen to that thunder. Corn it, Hoppy. We got no business here. Uh, uh, good evening, ma'am.
5: What do you want? How
1: do you do, ma'am? We're. Uh...
5: I'm sorry we don't take in strangers. You got caught out in the storm,
1: Miss no fault tonight. Oh, now, now, wait a minute. Uh, I'm California Carson. Uh, I'm supposed to be here. Oh, what about your friend here? I'm Hopalong Cassidy, ma'am. We'd appreciate it if you could... That will
5: uh... be up to Mr. Potter to decide. This is a ranch house, not a hotel. Well, don't stand there. Come in. Yes, sir. <clears throat> it's a sin, that's what it is. Poor Mr. Tom, hardly cold in his grave, and everybody flocking around to see what they can get.
1: Where do you want us to put our things, Mrs., uh... Hackett. Miss
5: Matilda Hackett. Mm. Your room's at the head of the stairway. You can take your horses out there to the barn. Mr. Potter's in the study. You better see him first. I wash my hands.
1: <laughs> Boxhole Ranch. Visitors, Welcome. Nice friendly reception we got, California. Hmm, first time I've been called a coyote by an old buzzard like that. Come on, we better talk to Mr. Potter. And keep your hand close to your hip. He might be even more hospitable than Miss Hackett. Wait a minute, what's that? Must be Mr. Potter. Sounds right. Like I, I want it now. I'm simply trying to be reasonable, i will through, well, I'm through being reasonable. I need that money and there's no reason why I can't get an advance. My father left me a share of his estate, and I want it now.
2: Why can't you wait until the will is read? That's
1: none of your business, Porter.
2: I think I know why, Ralph. You've been gambling in town.
4: All right, so I have. And I've got to pay Ogden off tonight.
2: Well, you can't pay him off. That's all there is to
1: it. All
4: All right, Potter.
1: Call me when Cousin Phineas gets here. I don't want to be late for that reading.
2: I'm afraid I must apologize for Ralph, gentleman. He's not like his father.
1: I'm David Potter. How do you do? We just got in, Mr. Potter. I wonder if you've uh, got an extra place for me. (laughs) Of course. There's a double bed in the room upstairs. You're perfectly welcome to it. Thanks.
2: According to Mr. Baxter's instructions, the Wiltons, but tonight we'll proceed with the reading when all the beneficiaries are here.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, When do you reckon that'll be, Mr. Potter? Well, they've all
2: arrived except Cousin Phineas Phipps. He ought to be here any minute. Then we'll get together in the library.
1: Good. Shall we take our stuff upstairs, California? Uh, you go ahead, Hoppy. Reckon I'll go out to the bar and look after the horse. California, <laughs> this has been the ride. We're meeting in the library for the reading of the will in five minutes. Well. All right, everyone. All right. Now that
2: we're here, I'll read the will. All right. I'm good. Hear that. Go very go simple, right to the point. I, Thomas Baxter, being of sound mind and not acting under duress, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. My property and all my holdings shall be equally divided between my daughter, Ruth Baxter, my son, Ralph Baxter, California Carlson, Matilda Hackett, Joshua Coulter, and Phineas Fitts. With the proviso that should any of these people die, his or her share shall be divided among the remaining legatees.
1: What? Why, why? That's other insanity, Mister Potter.
2: What's what wrong with it, it cousin Phineas?
1: Why, why? It's not like cousin Thomas at all. Why, it's it's an instrument of the devil, a temptation. I to think a... I know what you mean, cousin Phineas. Huh? I'm afraid I don't, Mister Cassidy. Well, as it stands now, six people divide the estate equally. One dies, the rest get his share might be a temptation for someone to, uh, whittle down the number of beneficiaries. Oh,
5: just
2: I mean, oh, I know it sounds pretty brutal,
1: but we might as well face the facts, the facts. Uh, Mr. Potter, uh, seeing as we all live or spell longer, what do we get?
2: Uh, not much, I'm afraid. Uh, the land's practically worthless, and there's a big bank loan to be paid off. Uh, however, I could manage to raise something for the beneficiaries if they'd all agree to sell. All right, let's find out what they'll do. Good idea. Please answer as I call your name. Well, I, for one, feel that... This now, is... Matilda Hackett.
5: Well, yes, if you think it's best, Mr. Potter.
1: Ralph Baxter? There's nothing else to do. I'll sell. Ruth Baxter? Ruth?
5: I won't sell.
1: Any particular... All right,
2: all right. It's up to you, my dear. Uh, Joshua Covey. He's up, I'll sell.
1: California Carlson. Well, Mr. Potter, I have give this a lot of thought. And I... Won't sell. I said uh. Huh? Uh, That's right. Yeah. No sense in selling. No, no sense at all. Well,
2: that makes three for selling and two against. Looks like it's up to you, cousin Phineas. (laughs) Cousin Phineas, what's wrong, Mister Potter? Phineas, he's—he's dead. Then there was a shot. It—it came through the window. Let's go out and take a look. Come on, everyone. Look out! back!
1: I told you, Huffy, we should have turned back at the gate there. Take it easy. You aren't dead yet.
2: Nothing out here.
1: Well, of course there isn't. You expect the killer to hang around and wait for us? Well, it came through the window here. I'm, I'm sure of it. All well, right, right now, I'm not sure of anything. What do you mean? Now, let's see. It could have come through the window. Phineas was sitting right in that chair there. And wait a minute. What's wrong, Huffy? Take a look through the window here, Mr. Potter. Huh?
2: What's the matter, Mr. Cassidy? In there by the table. Lord, the body. Huh? Phineas, his body's gone.
4: There is tension and fear in the Boxo Ranch House now as the five remaining heirs to the estate of Tom Baxter retire for the night. California is less willing than ever to claim his share of the estate now as he and Hoppy talk to Ruth Baxter in their room.
1: So you think there was something strange about your father's death, Miss Ruth?
5: I know there was, Mr. Cassidy. I think my father was murdered.
1: Uh, Murdered? Uh, uh, But he died right there in that bed.
5: Because someone poisoned him. Slowly, over a long period of time. I think he knew it, too, toward the end.
1: But why would anyone kill him?
5: They wanted the ranch.
1: Yet according to Mr. Potter, it's practically worthless.
5: Well, that's what Mr. Potter says. I don't believe it. I've tried to get an accounting of income and expenses, but Mr. Potter says there isn't any such thing. My father was a businessman, Mr. Cassidy. He can't run his ranch without a set of books.
1: Hmm. But your father never said anything?
5: Oh, no. He couldn't talk near the end. Just lay in his bed here reading that book of Channing's essays on the table there. You see, he was partly paralyzed. It
1: affected his speech. Oh, isn't huh? You say this is the book your father always read, Miss Ruth? Yes.
5: Channing was a favorite of his. Ah,
1: oh, looks pretty well thumbed over. Especially this section here. Hmm. Look at that. What is it, Hoppy? It's like Mr. Baxter underlined a passage here. All wavery as if he can already hold a pencil. Oh,
5: that's strange. What does it say?
1: Thank heaven for books. They are the voices of the distant and the dead. Books.
5: The voices of the dead. I wonder if he was trying to tell us something.
1: Someone was listening at that door, that door. There's no one there now. California. Wake up. Uh, uh, Hoppy, what in their nation are you? Shh, listen. What's that? There's something moving behind the walls. Light the lamp. Yeah, coming up. Come, Sarnik went out. Sharks went out again. What's the matter? I keep scratching matches and they keep blowing out. There's a powerful draft coming from somewhere. Well, that's funny. The window's shut, so is the door. Try another one. Mm, you see what I mean? Yeah. The draft's coming right straight out of the wall. From under this picture of old Tom Baxter here. Now what you have up to? It is hollow. There's a passageway behind this wall here. And I'll bet this panel under the picture is the door. Well, oh, doggone. What did old Comstock should be doing with a contraption like that? The foxo was built during the Indian trouble, probably protection for the women folk. There ought to be a catch here somewhere. Wait, what's that? Sounds like someone's down the library. Take a look out the window here. There's a light down there. Yeah, from the library. Wonder what it is. Uh, I ain't too curious. Come on, we can climb down the trellis here onto the porch. I'd like to take a peek through that library window. Well, Mr. Potter. Up rather late, aren't you, Ralph? I might say the same of you. And uh, I hate to be overly curious, Potter, but I'd like to know what you're doing in my room.
2: I want to talk to you. Oh? Yes, I have certain suspicions about what's going on here, and I think it's fair that I face them out with you before I take them elsewhere. Go on, Potter. I'm interested. Where did you go just now? To the library? Why?
1: I couldn't sleep. I uh, thought some reading would relax me. Any more questions? You'd better ask them now because when you're finished, I've got a few myself.
2: One more question. Why did you kill cousin Phineas? <laughs>
1: Oh, that's very strange. <laughs> that's the first question I was going to ask you. Drop it, Ralph.
2: I think I know why you went down to the library. Go on. Phineas was shot from inside the room. I found this on the floor. A revolver cartridge case. It was under your
1: chair. Well, you're changing your tactics a little, aren't you? Now it's a frame. You're trying to hang that killing on me. Well, you won't get very far, I'm afraid. I told you I'm trying to be fair with you, Ralph. <laughs> There's an old saying, Potter. Thank heaven for books. They are the voices of the distant and the dead. Mean anything to you? Where'd you hear that? Oh, yeah. Just happened to overhear it tonight, and it gave me an idea. I looked up my father's ranch accounts down in the library. Accounts? How did... Never mind how I found them. And they told me a lot. Number one, there are 1,500 head of cattle missing. Run off somewhere waiting for the beneficiaries to sell out. Number two, there's oil on the property. Five, Eastern outfits are angling to buy it right now. And number three, you're the crook who killed my father and who's trying to hook us into selling. That's a pretty serious charge,
2: Ralph. I'm glad you're laying it on the line because the one thing I want to do is get you up in court to repeat it. Don't worry, I will. You know, there's another old saying, Ralph. The best defense is a first-class attack. You've heard that one too, haven't you? Get out of my room. I advise you to be around in the morning when the sheriff gets here. Good night, Ralph.
1: Going someplace, Mr. Potter?
2: Oh, Cassidy.
1: Hey, he put traffic around this house for tea in the morning. I've been talking to Ralph. I'm very tired. Do you mind if I... will only be a minute.
2: What about Ralph? I'd rather not say any more until the sheriff gets here in the morning, so... If you don't mind...
1: What was that? It came from Ralph's room. Let doors locked. Stand back. Bobby. Well, Potter, do you still think Ralph's a murderer? Good lord, he's dead. Yeah. Shot while he was sitting in this chair here. But the room was locked. Doors and windows both. How could anyone I could get? I have got a pretty good idea, Hal California. Come on out in the hall. Stay right there, Potter. I'll do no
2: such thing. Did you hear what I said? Well, all right, Cassidy, if you think so.
1: Where is it, Hoppy? That secret passageway runs right through the wall opposite the chair. Stay flat against it and you'll be safe. Now listen. I want you to put Potter in the other chair. Keep him there, you understand? Then start asking him questions. You know what to say. Yeah, but what are you gonna Wait a minute. Oh, Miss Ruth.
5: Mr. Cassidy, I heard the shot It's your brother. Well?
1: What happened? I've no time to explain now. I need your help. Do what I told you, California. And you better keep your gun handy. I don't think Potter likes like sitting in that chair after you start asking those questions.
2: See here, Carlson, I repeat.
1: Easy now, Mr. Potter. Just lean back in your chair there and relax. Will you put down that gun? Nope. Now let's get back to the story, Mr. Potter. Hoppy and I seen in the books that someone struck oil up in Boulder Canyon and ranch property. Right? Right. Then someone figures how handy it'd be if old Tom Baxter was to up and die. Right? Will you shut up? Nope. So someone sees to it that old Tom dies of a mysterious stomach ailment, runs off his stock, then tries to bluff the airs into selling out. Please, Carlson, not here, I tell you. Nope. Not unless you want to tell me who your partner is, Mr. Potter. I, I... Can't talk here. Where's Cassidy? Pretty busy right now, checking on something else. Uh, Shall we start back at the beginning again, Mr. Potter? I'm sure the door to the passageway is here under the picture. You say you can't remember?
5: I don't know anything about it, Mr. Cassidy.
1: What well, beats me? How you could grow up in this house and not know about it?
5: We weren't allowed in here as children. Why? Father had a strange feeling about that picture. We, we were never allowed to touch it.
1: Wait, that's it—the picture. What do you mean? Let's see now. Spring is obviously underneath. I can't move it. <gasps> Look! There she goes.
5: A sliding channel. Why? Well, never would have believed. Shh. Think he's in there?
1: Yeah. Trying to decide whether or not to kill Potter before California makes him talk. Maybe you better stay here.
5: Not on your life. I'm going with you.
4: Now back to Hopalong Cassidy and The Voice of the Dead. Answer to the mysterious murders at the Boxall Ranch house isn't far off now, as California holds David Potter at gunpoint in the room where Ralph Baxter was killed. Knowing that behind the wall at his back, the killer is ready to fire if Potter starts to talk. Meanwhile, Hoppy and Ruth work their way down the secret passageway toward the murderer's hiding place. Hold it. Oh,
1: can you see anything? Listen. I'm getting tired of waiting, Potter. When you reckon you're going to tell me who your partner. Is. will you be reasonable, Carlson? No. It's right I... around this corner. Stay right here. All
5: right. Good luck, Hockey. Thanks.
1: I'm a reasonable mood tonight, Mr. You can conniving with someone to grab off this ranch. You wasn't exactly reasonable about fool old Timmy's picture Ralph Baxter there, was it. Please, Carlson.
2: he'll kill me if I... And
1: maybe if he don't, I will. I see in the morning and sometimes I don't think straight when I miss my sleep. No, you're gonna talk and no? rule. All right, all right, I'll talk, Carlson. Put down that gun. I said, put it down.
5: Hoppy! Ah! It's
1: all right, Miss Ruth. Hoppy, all right? Yeah, take Potter back to our room and tell him his partner just retired from business. Hoppy. <laughs> ah, there you are, Mister. With? Turn him over, California. Right, Oh, uh, There you go. Cousin Phineas. Shuffering snakes. Oh, I thought you... Yeah, so did I. That was quite a knack you pulled down the library, Potter. It was his idea. He wanted to play it safe. So you fired into the floor and hustled us all out on the porch while the body disappeared, huh? That's right. Oh, please, Cassidy, I... I can't talk now. I don't blame you. Better save your breath for the story you're going to tell the sheriff when he gets here. Ruth. Yes? Better get everybody in here. Better get everybody in here. I want to tell them they can rest easy now. I think we've lost our last beneficiary. Uh, excuse me, Hoppy. Huh? He just lost one more. Me. Now, wait a minute, California. You know you're entitled. Nope, to... not me. I learned a good lesson here at the box show Hoppy. It's better to be a live cowpoke than a dead millionaire. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>